Hi, I'm Tracy Soltis, your leading health and nutrition coach and molecular biologist. I've consulted with hundreds of people around the world on their human journey. So if you're a seeker looking for answers, information and knowledge, you'll find it here. Come on a journey with me as I explore the science, the physical body and the cognitive and energetic space of what it really means to be human. All right, welcome back everybody. And today I'm talking on a topic that I know is going to be really relevant to a lot of people, especially at the moment because we are in cold and flu season in Perth in Western Australia. And even if you're not in Perth and you're not going through winter right now, it's still really important to know how to heal your gut after antibiotics. So whether that is for cold and flus, and let's face it, most flus are caused by a virus, so antibiotics don't work anyway. But if you are recovering from something that you've needed to take antibiotics for, this is going to be really helpful for you to, to give you a good starting place anyway to repairing the gut. Okay, and so let's have a little chat about antibiotics and what they do. So Unfortunately, when we take antibiotics, they don't just pick out the bad bacteria that's in the body. They actually kill all of the bacteria or the majority of the bacteria that's in the body. And this little bacteria system that we've got in our gut called our gut microbiome is so important in our digestion. It's so important in our immune system function. It's so important in connecting our gut to our brain. And so there's a lot of different things that this gut, this amazing gut microbiome does that keeps us healthy and functioning all the time. And so when we've taken a course of antibiotics, and sometimes that's two courses, I mean, a lot of the time now we're not able to get rid of a lot of the problems because we need to take a couple of rounds. Um, and that's because the bacteria is evolving and it's changing and it's it knows that it's, it's under attack. And so it's trying to find ways to survive. And so that means sometimes we have to take a few different doses of antibiotics and it might be different types of antibiotics as well. So when we do that, we don't just kill the bad bacteria that's causing us problems. We kill off the good bacteria as well. And so we need to know how to repair that because this can cause a lot of digestive issues and it doesn't just take days to fix. Unfortunately, it can take weeks or months and that's the reality of it. So whenever we take antibiotics for something, we do need to understand that our digestive system and the way that our body functions can be off for a significant amount of time. But of course, there are very good reasons that we need antibiotics. Okay. You can get very sick. You can have uh, problems in all different parts of your body where you have to take antibiotics. And we're so incredibly lucky to have this medicinal healing um, function in our society now where we actually have access to antibiotics. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that it should only be used if it's really necessary because it does have consequences in the future as well. All right, so if there's a decrease in microbiome in the gut, we need to understand that it's going to take time to uh, prepare and repair. And so it can't necessarily just be repaired by taking probiotics. So probiotics are a bit hit and miss, really. I mean, there are different types of probiotics that you can buy, all claim to work, but do they work for you? That's very individual and very unique because you are individual and unique. And it really depends on how your digestive system works when you actually take them. 
So how many of those uh, bacteria that are in those capsules actually make it through the stomach acid and get down into the test intestines? That's very unknown and it would need a specific test that you could go and have, uh, an invasive test, mind you, where you could actually see if your gut microbiome is actually healing. And there's not everyone wants to do that sort of thing. And so probiotics can be hit and miss, but it doesn't, I'm not saying don't take them. I think that they definitely have a place, um, especially when we're repairing the gut. Um, And so speak to your healthcare provider and see if you can take a nice strong dose of probiotics as well. Um, Make sure you take them before you eat. Okay. Because when we eat and we we're chewing and we're swallowing, we're actually signaling to the brain that there's food in the stomach. And then the stomach starts to produce the acids that dissolve and break down the food in the tummy. Well, in the stomach, sorry, let's, I'll try and be very scientifically (laughs) correct with you guys. Sorry. And so when we do that, I mean, we're going to actually break down the bacteria that we've just had in that capsule as well. So if you can have your probiotics before food, that would give you the best chance of that bacteria surviving and making it its way down into the intestines. Okay. So you need to be understanding that your gut will take time to heal. It's definitely not something that's going to happen overnight. It won't happen within a week. It, well, you know, it could, you are different and unique. So who knows? But typically it's going to take weeks or months for it to repair. Okay. And so what are the ways that we can actually look after our gut when we do this? And it's not ideal. Okay. And it is going to be annoying because it means that we can't eat all of the foods that we might want to eat. So say we have antibiotics and we've killed off our gut microbiome, but we're feeling so much better. And so we just want to eat whatever we want to eat. Okay, we're going to have problems with our digestive system because one, if we're eating really rich, heavy foods, it's there's no bacteria down there that's going to be able to digest that food. So we're going to end up with bloating and cramps and pains. We might get the runs. We might be constipated. There's a whole range of things that could happen if we're eating foods that the body just simply can't break down. Okay, so we need to be understanding of that. And it's going to be very inconvenient, (laughs) I tell you that, because it isn't the easiest thing to repair. It takes time. But what your body really needs is to have very simple foods, okay, very simple foods. Okay, so chicken soups, there's a reason why our grandparents and great-grandparents used to go back to bone broths, okay? There's a reason for that. They're so nutrient-dense, okay? They have so many good things in them, and they're so good for this bacteria that's actually trying to thrive again, okay? It's trying to grow back. It's trying to line the the insides of the intestines, and so we want to make sure we're supporting it as best as possible. So there's a reason why these old-school recipes are the best. It's because they're made with whole foods. They are simple. They are easy for the body to break down and digest, and you're going to feel amazing for it. So stick to your bone broth, stick to your chicken soups. Okay. Make sure now some people will say have probiotic rich foods like sauerkraut or kombucha or kimchi and things like that. But I would be hesitant to start straight away with that because they are, again, they are actually quite rich. And for people who do have any sort of gut problems, it can actually have the opposite effect. So yes, it can be good for bacteria, but it can also be a bit too much for the body to to tackle right up front. So give it some time before you actually introduce those foods. Okay. It might seem good at the time, but it might actually not have a very good impact. So 
Other simple foods that you can eat, greens, okay, but really well cooked, okay? So let's not try and make it hard for the digestive system to break these foods down. Let's make it really simple, okay? So you need to steam your veggies really well, okay? You need to make these foods very easy to break down and digest in the gut because you don't have the the little, you know, little soldiers down there breaking it down for you. You don't have them. They've all been wiped out. They've all been, you know, that's it. They're gone. So what's going to actually help break these foods down if you're eating it really raw or you know skins on and things that are going to be really hard to digest it's going to be hard for you and you're going to end up bloated cramping uh, fatigued as well okay it takes energy to actually break down these foods so make it as simple as possible okay so eat your vegetables but you might want to consider peeling them okay because again Anything that's really heavy on the outside can cause IBS, can cause a flare-up of issues in the gut, okay? Remember that your gut is very vulnerable right now, okay? It needs love, it needs attention, it needs to be nurtured, it needs to be nourished. Think of all of the things it's done for you, we need to give it back. And so this is what happens when we have antibiotics is that we actually have to give back to our gut and we have to look after it. All right, so nothing processed, okay? That's really hard. And I know in this like modern era, it's really hard for us to not have processed foods, especially if we're feeling so much better. But one simple meal could actually result in a flare up of some sort. And then you're going to be paying for that for a long time to come. So I would watch any fast foods. Okay. When we're really sick, it's hard because you know, maybe we just, of course we don't want to cook. Okay. So we go for the fast food options, but it is going to cause damage to our gut. So it's something to consider. I would definitely, um, encourage you to watch for gluten or any grains. Okay. Any refined flours, um, definitely stay away from sugar. All right. What do you think cancer and bad bacteria love? They love sugar, okay? Let's not feed them sugar, okay? We don't want that we don't want that stuff down there. We don't want any problems. All right? Don't give them the ammunition they need to get bigger and stronger, okay? Let's not give them any sugar. I know it seems like a great idea at the time because when you're feeling really really unwell, you want to have sugar, you know, predominantly some chocolate or something because yes, it does release some really great feel-good hormones in the brain. It makes you feel great, but it's very temporary. Okay, the lasting impact of that is much longer than the short fix that you're going to get at the very beginning when you eat it. So I just want you to consider that. Definitely no alcohol. I know it's going to be really hard, right? Everyone loves to have a glass of wine or something, but alcohol is toxic to the body. I'm going to do a whole episode on alcohol and you guys aren't going to love it. I'm not going to lie, right? Because alcohol is toxic. And for years we've been trying to, you know, say, you know, it's okay to drink alcohol. And our culture says, you know, one or two is fine, blah, blah, blah. No, actually, I don't really believe that 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 can possibly be true. It's toxic. Okay. It doesn't have any impact in the body other than to be toxic. The body goes into a stressful situation every time it has to detox from alcohol. So you can't tell me it's good for your body and it's definitely not good for your gut microbiome at all. So let's just avoid alcohol. Okay. There is no there is no kind of shortcut cheat to this. Okay. I can't tell you that yes, drink vodka lime soda or drink gin and tonic or drink this or drink that. No, I'm just going to say to you, no, outright, don't drink alcohol. It is not going to be 
healthy for you. It's not going to improve your gut. It's not going to fix the problem as quickly as possible because that's what we're after, right? Where we want to fix it as quickly as possible. So that means we have to commit to the process and we have to actually knuckle down and we have to do what's right for our gut microbiome. Sometimes that means we have to sacrifice the stuff that we love to have. And so if we want to get there quicker, this is the way to do it. Okay. So no sugar, no alcohol. What's your fast foods? Okay. What's your grains? What's your gluten? All of those things. Okay. Cause this takes a lot of effort for the body to break down so much effort. And I know that you want your energy back. Okay. You want to be feeling amazing quicker. And so to do that, we have to give the body what it wants and what it needs. Okay. We also want to support our micro- mitochondria. Okay, so in past episodes, I've spoken a lot about mitochondria. If you haven't heard about that before, please go check out those episodes. But our mitochondria, they're the powerhouses of our every single cell. Okay, they're so important. They make an energy called ATP. Okay, it's a basic molecular structure of energy in our body and we need it. We need lots of it. Okay, and our mitochondrial health is so important. Okay, And so in order to support our mitochondria, we need to be getting things like zinc. Okay. If you haven't listened to my supplements episode, please check that out. Okay. That's a really good one. It tells you all of the different things that you need, but B vitamins. Okay. B vitamins are not stored in the body. Okay. So we need to be having a daily dose of those, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe you take a supplement, maybe you're getting that through your diet, whatever that looks like for you, you need to be getting that to support your mitochondria. All right. Magnesium. Magnesium is one of those things that is so often neglected, but we use it for pretty much everything. Okay. And so the majority of people, when they come see me, they're like, oh, I've got headaches and I've got migraines. And I say, do you take any magnesium? They say no. And then they start taking magnesium and then voila, nothing, no problems, right? It's sometimes as simple as that. And so there's another substance called PQQ, okay, and NAC. If you haven't heard of these two before, check them out, have a read, chat to your healthcare provider or your specialist or make sure that you get the doses right. But we need to support our mitochondrial function, okay? It's what gives us our energy. There is no other way around it. You can feed your body as much glucose and sugar as you want, but that's only going to work so often, okay? It's not going to give you the actual ATP that you need. You need ATP and that comes from your mitochondria. All right, we also need to support our liver, Okay, our liver is so busy working in our immune system, trying to flush out and detox from all of the stuff that we've just taken. So all of these antibiotics, all of these processed things, it's performing all of its other functions. It's trying to rid the body of all of the pathogens and particles that shouldn't be there. Okay, so we need to look after our liver as well. Okay. So foods like broccoli and Brussels sprouts and cabbage and cauliflower, all of those things are really important and they're very easy to digest in the gut as well. So if you're cooking them really well, this is going to help you. Okay. Broccoli, for example, has a key compound in it, calcium deglutarate. And so it actually binds to different substances, different toxins in the body and helps to eliminate out of the system. So these vegetables, if you're not keen to take supplements, if you're not keen to take any other bits and pieces and you need to get the nutrients that are coming into the body right, you need to get the vegetables right. So lots of greens and cook them really well, right? So Watch out for food sensitivities. I'm just going to highlight that as a as an ending note as well, because 
Food sensitivities can flare up big time when we've had a course of antibiotics and that's because obviously there isn't the bacteria there to digest our food. So if you have got issues with IBS, you have got some digestive issues, you need to make sure that one, you're really simplifying your food right down and eating the things that you really need, but you need to watch out for food sensitivities. Okay. So for example, and this is just one example for you, like egg, okay, egg can typically flare up Um, these conditions is because the egg white um, stimulates a histamine response okay and histamine is out there to kind of go oh what's all of this foreign stuff I'm going to go flood the whole body with all these fluids and so that's why you get all bloated and puffy and sore okay so it can have a histamine type effect that's why we take antihistamines okay so I'm not saying go take antihistamines every time you have egg okay you make note of that you go oh wow that really flared me up I think I need to I need to cut that back but egg yolk tends to be okay all right so do that old school method of using the eggshell to scoop out all of the egg white and just eat the egg yolk okay and that's eggs are a great source of vitamins and minerals especially when you're you're healing but just be aware that the egg white can actually flare up a lot of food sensitivities as well so be aware of those things and see if there are any foods that set you off and maybe just temporarily Try not to have too much of those foods and just keep it as simple as possible until your gut microbiome heals itself and you're feeling so much better. All right, I think that's it. Lecture over, everybody. (laughs) I know that was a big one. And yes, look, I do go on about like alcohol and sugar and stuff, right? Yes. And I have to say, I haven't had alcohol myself for over for nearly four years now, and I feel amazing. I feel so much better. And a lot of you be like, "Yeah, okay, good on you." Blah blah blah. But it's true. I'm telling you right now, alcohol causes so many issues. Did I have lots of fun drinking with my friends? Yeah, of course I did. Right? I'm human. I'm on this human journey too. I had plenty of great nights. Like I had the best time ever. Okay. I am a total party girl from way back, but I also knew at the time this wasn't good for my body and it it made me feel really crap. I, I have to say it made me feel really crap. So if my body was fully functioning back then and was healthy and wasn't sick and I hadn't just taken antibiotics, but I still felt crap after drinking alcohol, imagine how your body feels and how it's going to feel if you're drinking alcohol when you're recovering after taking antibiotics. It's not going to be happy. It's not going to be healthy and it needs to have some space and some time to repair itself. So there you go. That's my t- <laughs> that's my two to ten cents on that top on that topic. But anyway, if you've got someone in your family who is recovering, okay, they've been taking some antibiotics and they need to look after their gut health and they're looking for some tips on how to do that, please pass this on to them. Get the information out there, okay? It's a free, this is all free, okay? There's no cost here. I do this because I love you guys and I want to see our community thrive. I want everyone to be healthy and happy and managing their bodies and tapping into themselves and being the best possible people that they possibly can be. So if If you have anyone who needs this information, please pass it on to them. And if you really, really love it, then please leave a five-star review because this is what allows the information to get out to more people, okay? So please, all it does is just do a little scroll across on the stars and go tap on the five star. That would be amazing. That would make my day so much. So do that one and pass it on to family and friends. And until next time, take care, look after your guts and have a safe and happy, healthy winter. See you later.
information, views and opinions expressed on this podcast should not be used or treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical, psychological or other advice by a qualified medical health professional. Hosts and guests on the podcast express their own opinions, experiences and conclusions. Nothing on the podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any medical conditions. The podcast is not intended to replace any medical or mental health treatment. All information and advice provided is for general well-being and does not take individual cases into consideration. Neither Tracy Saltis, guests on the podcast or any sponsors endorse the opinions, views or conclusions expressed or shared on the podcast. Tracy Saltis takes no responsibility for any symptoms or consequences as a direct or indirect result of this podcast.